Hello everyone, um, yeah I'm back, I'm sorry it's been a bit long, well I'm not sorry, I just, well I am, yeah, but uh, I had a bit of a bad uh, bad week really last week, so uh, I couldn't be arsed to be honest, um, there's a lot of shit going on in my head again, um, do you know, I just want to share something here, how the job sticks with you sometimes it, I, <laughs> I was just um, in a shop last night um, and this fucking idiot was shouting at the uh, young lady behind the counter for no reason and she said look I've done it that's what you've asked for and he's giving a grief and for a split second mate I, I just flashed back to being in back in the job and um, one of the bellends of using the nurse at the thing, and I, I, I swear to God, I was like a midge's dick away from dropping him. I was so fucking, you know, and uh, fortunately, I just didn't anyway, but I was so close. Um, I just said, Yeah, you fucking prick, leave her alone, and I walked out of the shop. Um, I, I was fucking so close to dropping him, I'm telling you now. It was, uh, you know, I, no. Uh, but that's the job still in me because I wouldn't have put up with that in a jail either. So, um, and people who know me will understand what I'm saying there. Um, so anyway, that happened. Uh, um, I still went back in the shop because I needed some cigarettes. So I waited till he'd gone. And then I went back in and got some cigarettes and, you know, asked the girl if she was all right. And it's just like, it's like some of us in a job, oh, it, it happens all the time. Well, it fucking shouldn't happen. Uh, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I was close to uh, just, I had just this quick flashback in my head. It was like back in, in the job when someone was shouting at a nurse. Um, anyway... Um, I've been listening to some of my podcasts and I seem to be criticising the, the prison all the time and actually I don't think I'm going to do that this time because there's so many good people in that work not just the, well, I only know HMP Dubgate so no disrespect, there's, probably, there's obviously hard-working officers and brave officers everywhere but I just want to know talk about the brave people that I work with um, just the comradeship the friendship the little things you can get away with with each other um, it's just it's a fucking amazing mate uh, people people in the job obviously and, and, and will understand it it's you know we call each other brothers and sisters in the job and that's how it is it's just you just have to be like a big family. It, yeah, we fucking have arguments. And yeah, like any... Um, I'll say family, because my family will start giving me shit. But you have your knobheads. And, I mean, I can assure you that I was one of them knobheads now and again. Um, yeah, and in the last year I was in a job, I was a fucking knobhead a lot of times. Uh, but I had great great colleagues and great and, and great managers who, who knew me and knew 
you know, I go off on one of my fucking little rages and, and they know I don't mean it and they know, like, within five minutes, if I've upset anyone, I'll be apologising. Uh, apart from one, and, and if Lucy's listening, she'll remember this, where I, I we actually carried it on for a few hours. Um, and I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to get... It was... I fell out with Lucy and uh, Matt and... Um, I couldn't cope with it anymore. I had to go grovelling. Uh, I think, mate, but even then, they're like, yeah, it's all right, mate, but don't, at least she said, don't fucking talk to me like that again. And I'm like, oh, well, well, honest. Because um, I, I felt bad, but I just lost my rag for a split second. Uh, and my problem's always been, God first, think about it later. Um, apart from when it was, I mean, the, if Gaz is listening, apart from when he had me negotiated, I don't know, then I was all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it was pe things like that. And I'm not talking about just talking about people who jump into fights and stuff like that. There's other bravery going on where people will go in and stop fights. You just jump in the middle of these two fucking idiots going at each other. And, and we get... Staff will just jump in and then just calm it all down, separate them, calm it all down. Um, that's an, that's the form of bravery I'm talking about, not the fucking gungo people. Um, and ninety nine percent of officers are like that. I mean, it goes like in Dubgate. Yeah, I was a negotiator, but the staff were that good at stuff. Eighty percent of the time, we didn't have to even go and negotiate because. The officers did it because they built a relationship on their wing with the, all the prisoners. So the prisoners was upset, kicking off, jump, whatever they were doing. And a lot of the staff would just jump in and, and sort it there. And then they didn't need to get um, the big I am negotiators out. <laughs> um, because they sorted it themselves. And that's what I'm talking about, how good some of, some, most of the officers I work, who I work with and knew good as gold like that. Um, oh, for God's sake. Excuse me a minute. I had me um, lights on the timer and you know ready for my holidays where I go on Friday. But anyway, and it went off on me. Uh, not like I used to go off on people. Like the light went off. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Brave officers. Not. I mean, yeah, some of them. Or some of us, some of the officers I worked with, we had to, we had to jump in without any, sometimes without thinking. We didn't think about. I'm just talking. I'm talking about like one young man. He'd only he'd not been in job long, which is why I'm talking about him first. Uh, Morgan, um, I've talked about when my mate Jace nearly got fucking well. The prisoners getting done for attempted murder anyway, um, and this young lad had only been in job. A few months, um, and Jace was tussling with his lad. He was stabbing him. Nearly took his eye out, stabbed him in the head, and everything. Uh, and it was this young lad, not the other officers, who was stood downstairs watching. They were new as well, to be fair. But this lad was new as well, and his first thought, without even thinking, was to run upstairs and help his colleague. Um, he got slashed right up the arm, quite a deep slash. Uh, but he didn't. He stayed there until it, the prisoner was behind the door and Jace was safe. Um, 
and it was just like, wow, he's only, so people who just come in the job, your excuses in there, mate, a person who's going to do our job, or not my job anymore, but your job, is that you've got to have that in you, you've got to have that thing in you, that you've got to have your mates backs, because, you know, like I say, the prisoner's getting done for attempted murder, so it wasn't, wasn't a little stupid thing, it was a big deal. And this lad just didn't even think. I've spoke, I spoke to him after and he said, he nearly passed out when the adrenaline wore off, but he just didn't think. He just, all he saw was his mate in trouble and he went and helped him. And that's, that's what you've got to do sometimes in our job. But it's, it's the worst side of the job. Um, I'd like to say it doesn't happen a lot, but it does now, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, and it, people don't realise the bravery and the shit we have, I keep saying we, I do apologise, uh, what you have to put up with when you work in a prison. Uh, and if any other people listen to this in other prisons, I know you do it as well, it's not just, but I can only talk what I know. Um, it, people got to realise what a, a dangerous fucking job it is working as a prison officer. Um, and... That's why a lot of people come in the job but don't stay long because you don't realise what it's like behind that wall. And it's like any other job. I mean, I I rate the training you get to become a prison officer, but it's all by the book. It's all, you know, it's just paper that you're reading. And, um, and I think I've mentioned it before, and I don't know if they still tell them, but... Our instructors told us that one day you will get assaulted in this job. It's you shouldn't have to think like that, but it's just a a statement of fact in the job. Um, I mean, I I didn't need too bad out of it. I only got assaulted twice in twelve years, um, and I've had head scans both times, and uh, you know, for uh, no sense, no feeling it. Um, I've been. Uh, no injuries really, um, luckily. People who know me in and out of the job probably think, yeah, he was damaged before that, you nutter. But yeah, it was, um, it's just things, it's like with mine, both times really, there was no build up to it, there was no like arguing or kicking off, it was just bang, you've got a white shirt on you, so it's your fault. But anyway, um, so yeah, this Morgan was there. Uh, Still can't accept what he did was good. He still won't accept it. He, he actually says to me, he, he still had, had difficulty um, realising what he'd done. And however much you tell him, he he, 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 he just changes the subject. Um, but if you're listening, Morgan, fucking hero, mate. Um, but yeah, that, that was one occasion. Um, there's been loads of others what other people have done to um, protect the mates, so I'm just doing the job really. Um, you used to find, uh, like when I first started, if that alarm went, which didn't go very often in the days to be fair, so if it did go, it was fucking, uh, loads of st staff just went. Um, obviously we left someone on the wing and, and a lot of the times if it was on lockdown, it, it didn't really, uh, because they would all be behind the door anyway. 
Um, and of course, everything has to stop if it's an incident. So uh, I remember some when I watched when I was in comms. Um, obviously, we by, uh, we could only see what was happening. We couldn't even hear what was happening. We could just see. Um, and we obviously the alarm gets pressed. We have to announce it when we're in comms, and. After time, before we'd even finish the sentence, it was just fucking streams of officers piling down because it's your mate, isn't it? It's your mate. You don't want your mate to get hurt, bloody hell. So you go down there and, and it it's a bit like when you're in the army. You say, oh, you're fighting for queen and country. You're fucking not fighting. You're fighting for your mates. You want, to keep, you want your mates to go home with you or want to go after work go for a pint or whatever, I don't drink anymore, so. But yeah, it's um, just, and it's, before I left, it was even better because he was telling, he was saying who the officer was. Um, so, he just, but, it was that short staff, it was that, you're lucky if you got five or six on, unless they called for the second response and then we knew it was bad. And then we all piled over. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, we had a few of them. It was. Uh, yeah, there was one time I, I remember it. It was I just dropped someone off at um, healthcare, and I, I was a bit fat then. Oh, sorry, a bit well built, and um, I dropped this lad off at healthcare, and I got halfway up the route, and the alarm went in healthcare. So I t I I just turned around and run back. So we had these other lads who were like fit as shit, you know, they, they peg it, they're proper fast runners. And they ran in and like, the fuck are you doing here? I said, well, you're a bit slow, lads, weren't you? I didn't tell them I was halfway down the route. So it was only outside the door. No, the gym it was, sorry, not healthcare. I, I didn't tell them I was only just come out of healthcare. So we only had to go about 50 metres. And I'd, I, I lived off that for a while. Fucking hell, mate, we didn't know you was that fast. We didn't even see you come past us. I said, oh, well, you know, lads, you keep fucking bigging yourselves up and I'll just pass you. And I had it for ages, that, but, yeah. But that's what it was like. You used to come from it. And, like, healthcare and, and the gym were right at the far end of the prison. So if you're coming from, like, reception, you've got to run the full length of prison. So, um yeah, a few times we'd go around from reception out of breath and it was all over until we got there, but... Hey, that's another story. <laughs> I remember one lad, he, um, he's worked in reception for fucking years um, and he moved to healthcare. He'd only been there a few days and he comes up, presses his alarm and he says, assistance required in reception. So every fucker runs to reception and he meant healthcare, didn't he? Because he'd only just moved, so... We all had to skid round and run back to healthcare out the other end of prison. Um, yeah, I remember that, Roman, if you're listening. Um, so, yeah, you know, it wasn't all blood and gore. It was quite... That was quite funny, and Roman suffered for months about that. Um, and he's like... I've spoke about Claire before. She, Claire, the eyes, she, she's fucking... She was another one, mate, so brave, and just no fear. It, it's just 
I suppose some people have got it. I mean, just no fear. I was an idiot. I didn't think any time. I just dived on, dived in the middle of shit. I mean, I'm not saying I died in the middle of shit fighting. I dived in the middle of shit and calm it, tried to calm it down and stuff. But I used to look around and think, shit, there's no one here yet. And I'm stuck here. And, and, and luckily, um, nothing ever happened. And it, I managed to calm it down. Um, that was me, but other people, they do the same. They'll run in and... Like I mentioned before, two people, a male and a female member of staff, who there was a big fight in the wing and he just jumped in and, and they got injured. But it, it's just another prison officer thing. You, you see a fight, you go in and stop it. You don't... You don't and it, I mean, one of the, the gentlemen, the lad, he got, he got hit by the pookie, not on purpose, so he said. But... Um, and it's... It's rammed into you when you start, you've got a duty of care. So to me, I had a, they had a duty of care, this is my opinion by the way, uh, to stop that lad who was getting a good hiding, getting a good hiding. Uh, and we was told by uh, our governor that we should have just let them fight each other until everyone else arrived, but I, I would have done the same as them. And I know a lot of other people would have done the same as them. Um, you just can't, you just can't stand there and see someone getting battered. They, you know, I wouldn't even do that in Civvy Street now if someone's getting a kick in, I'd have to go and help them. Just a natural thing, isn't it? In my head, anyway, it is. So, yeah, brave officers, it comes in all kind of ways, bravery. It's not just, oh, I'm going to, I'll get in there and sort them out. It's not that, it's not that at all. But it, it's, it's not just that, sorry. But even that is because he's still going in against the odds. I mean, I watched an officer on a, a podcast the other day and he was saying that there was just this big gang fight on a, on a, on a wing and like 10, 15 fights going on uh, and all the officers turned up. So the two gangs that were fighting each other then turned and started fighting with the officers. And that's how it is. So you still got to think, I'm running to help my mate, but it could turn up that we're all fighting against prisoners because, however, even if you're fully staffed, you're outnumbered. I mean, any in the back in the old days <laughs> when we had staff, um, if you had over 60 prisoners on the wing, you had to be free. That's all well and good. But, Three against six, day five or whatever, it's not very good odds, is it? So even to walk through that gate in the morning and, and unlock all them prisons, you've got to have a bit about you, haven't you? Um, and it's just... And it's it's good because I can, I can mention um, assistant directors now who are upstairs and come to work in a suit, but... I knew them when they worked on the wings, and so they, they, they know, and again, in my opinion, the best ADs of house blocks and, and, and places is people who have been in the job, but remember that they've been in the job and remember what the staff have to go through because they've been there. Uh, unfortunately, there's some, um, no, I'm not going to go there because then I'm criticising again. But I know a lot of the ADs that when I was there, 
work the wings, a few of them I work with on the wings. So they know, they know what we go through and they know some of the mental health issues we get afterwards. Um, like, again, with that young lad I was on about earlier, Morgan, he, he didn't sleep for a while after it because it was his first time he'd seen it, first time he'd experienced it. Um, and it does bother you, but fucking, I mean, I didn't sleep for nearly two and a half years after what happened with Jade. I couldn't, because in the end, I just didn't go to sleep because I couldn't face seeing what I kept seeing in my head. But anyway, enough about me. Um, but that's what happens with people. And I know a couple, like I said, some ADs I've worked with, well, they worked, I didn't work with them. All of them, but some of them were on the wings when I started. Um, and they, they got assaulted and they had their issues. So they know, they know what we go through. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they know and they don't forget. And they're the people you can talk to when you've got an issue. I mean, I walked past Charlotte's door once and she said, you all right, mate? And I ended up staying there literally fucking an hour because she let me talk about it and... Because I knew she would, because I knew that she she knew what we go through and she still remembers what we go through. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, Danny Blake was another one. Well, I could go on a few, mate. He's, he's Ryan. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I work with, Yeah, so there's a few of them still remember and, and, and haven't forgot. Uh, what we went through, because um, they went, they'd been through it as well. And I used to ask Charlotte, other people were struggling. He'd say, "Go see Charlotte. She'll she'll talk you out. She'll listen to you and help you out and tell you what's what." So, yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It, it, the other side of bravery is actually admitting that you're struggling and not fucking being the big I am, which I did for a while until I realised. I'm not the big I am, I'm struggling, I need to get it off my chest. Because people then understand why sometimes you you get withdrawn and angry. Because they know, because you've told them. So, um, ah, uh, that poor bloke last night, though, nearly got it. He wouldn't have fucking known who I was, would he? <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, so... Bravery is in a different way, and and I think everyone, even the glass back sometimes, when they go walk through that gate and put the belt on, the brave, brave people. It's a, it's um, a brave. You've got to be brave to do the job. You've got to be ready for a lot of shit. And in a bit, um, if you can bear with me, I can. I seen this poem the other day about what a prison officer wrote and it really resonated with me. Um, so it's not my poem because I'm not that cultured to write a poem. My poems have a lot, have a lot of fuck-offs in it, so uh, it's not my poem, honestly. Um, but yeah, I'll read it to you later if, if I've got time and I don't waffle too much shit. <coughs> Excuse me, I, I, I am sorry about that. I hate that when people cough over me. Um, so yeah, I'll read it near the end, I suppose, um, so you can turn it off. 
and you don't miss now if you can put it with my dreary voice um yeah because when i went on that televised podcast there's a few i might have mentioned this before but it still makes me laugh some uh, americans were leaving messages saying that they needed subtitles to understand me and i felt like texting back saying well a few of my colleagues couldn't understand me sometimes so you're not alone, but I didn't. I thought I better not upset the Americans because I get some listeners uh, from America, believe it or not. Um, I had some from Iceland last month. Strange. And uh, I've got Morocco this year. Weird. Month, sorry, not year. So uh, I think if they can understand me, I think... Anyway, I won't go into that because it sounds like I'm slagging the Americans off. But I'm sorry, I can't change the way I talk. It's, I've had this voice all my life. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I just wanted to praise the officers again, um, because we don't get enough prison officers. I said we again. Sorry, you don't get enough praise off people. Um, you watch these tellies and that these programs now, um, but the police and all that dealing with people. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging them off, but they have ten six or seven people jumping on one man. We used to have three, if we're lucky. And sometimes we had to deal with it with one of us. Um, it's a bit better now. Well, it was better when I was there with the um, spear. Uh, amazing, that. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I said people get there quick, but you still, you still had that two, three, four minutes on your billy dealing with some crazy man um, just you can't run away um, you can back off slowly but you've got to keep your eye on them because it, they could pick anything up so you, you can't it's, it's just it gets built into you in there and, and like I said it gets into your, your blood even when you're not in a job anymore you see things and you're like oh not having that um, so, yeah, big up to all the prison officers. Not just officers, prison staff. Prison, everyone who works in the prison. Uh, the nurses, the, even the admin. Um, they might not see this shit, but they have to deal with it. The paperwork and all that after so we can, And uh, there's quite a few of the admin now that actually used to be officers. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, people say, oh, I work in industries, and people say, oh, that's all right. No, it's not. Uh, I had a mate of my dad, he got his job broke in industries, and Brendan's had it. But Brendan was good, he just got his gas out and gassed him, so. <laughs> um, you Brendan's a negotiator at all, so, yeah, we all had negotiated. But <coughs> Forgot where I was up to now. Where was it? Oh God, never mind. Um, so yeah, it's um, you've got to have that summit about you, and and, and people who've got that summit, they were a lot of years in the job. Um, some of them they can't because it, it's just too. I mean, in the end, I couldn't do it anymore. I've done twelve years, couldn't do it anymore. But people like my mate Stokes. Are, been in the job years, seen some shit, had to deal with some shit, and he's still there. Uh, some of the, like, 
Glenn Bagley, Ryan, a lot of them been there, Dave Jones been there a long, long time. Um, and they deal with it. I think maybe you got you go home, don't you? Some a lot of them people who've been doing the job a long time, they go home to their families and so as soon as you're with your family I would imagine it's um it's um, a release for you and you can you just go home and cuddle your kids, I suppose, and all that palaver. Um, I've I've been single now for twenty odd years, so during my time in the service, I didn't. I used to come home. I used to like it as well because I'd come home to. I could come home and just sit here for a bit, uh, and and chill out. Um, but obviously, certain things I can't get it out to someone. Do you know what I mean? Um, but saying that, I remember I was seeing someone once. Um, I've seen people more than once, and it's up here. Oh, um, people who work with noticed who were with in reception all know this story, but anyway. So, I used to because I knew sometimes I'd come home and I'd be in a, a right one, um, just need to be left alone and that. So, I used to say, like, don't. I'm not going to see you when I've been at work all day because I can be very grumpy unless I give them a ring and say, listen, I'm all right tonight if you want to pop round. Because, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I'm not, <laughs> I, can hear, I can think of people now who will work with listening and think, yeah, we know who this is. But anyway, one day we'd had a bit of a shit at that work. There been a lot of incidents going on and it was one of them who can just, Tunnel vision, get me out of the jail, get me in my car, get me home. No telly on, nothing. Big cup, put on my posh coffee, and I just sit there with a fag and just, whoa. I mean, I was lucky, that's where I was lucky. Again, I think I've said it before, where it used to take me like 45 minutes to get home. But that helped me get a lot of it out. Oh, I remember once, I, and it wasn't a prison this time. <coughs> Excuse me again. It was a manager, Martin Cook, and so we had a little incident on the, on the thing, and he he just said something. I can't remember what he even said now, but it really pissed me off. And I was that annoyed when I got in my car. I was fucking belting down the A fifty. Now I used to come down the A fifty and then come off onto the A thirty eight. But this day I was so fucking fuming and so like tunnelled. That I was that angry and just fucking bombing it. The next thing you know, I'm like about five hours past my turn off. Like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I said, uh, I didn't even bother turning around, I just carried on on the A50 till I got to the M1. But that's how it used to get you. Um, anyway, I got this, that was a different story. I went off on one again. So this day, we'd had a bit of a shit day. There were a few incidents and fucking all the pissing about with them. And um, I got home. And he's fucking sat there in the fucking driveway, this fucking woman. So I'm like, fuck this, I don't need this shit. Um, so I got out of the car and she jumped out. And I'm like, I fucking, I said to her, I fucking told you not to come round unless I I said, I've had a shit day and I just can't be arsed with you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I sent her on away. Um, well, not straight away. I thought she's here now, isn't she? Might as well have a bit of 
a bit of fun, but I said to her, don't fucking do it again. After I finished and chucked it out. Um, but yeah, it's just... But, and then other days, I envied, really envied people who went home to the wife, kids, girlfriend, whatever. Um, but yeah, probably deal with it in different ways, don't we? Um, but yeah, it's just, I can't, and, that, and this poem, what I tell you a bit, is, is more to people who are going home to their families and stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, I think you get the picture of what I'm waffling on about, don't you? You're all brave, everybody who works in a prison, everybody, I'm not just saying officers have to deal with it more, but then the nurses have to get stuck in sometimes with it. I mean, if we if there's a prison, if there's a fight and some prisoners get uh, get restrained, the nurses got to come and talk to him. And sometimes he just give the nurses a bit of shit as well, even when they're on the floor with in 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 restraint. Um, then we have to let them up, and then even in the seg, they have the nurses have to go in. These dangerous people that are in the seg, the nurses still have to deal with them. Um, so yeah, they're, they're all of them. Uh, even the OMU workers who have to go and talk to them, they're putting themselves at risk because you can go from ten to hundred in like a millisecond. Um, I've had to go with um, and other people done it obviously. Well, I've had to go with a prisoner who got had to be told that they couldn't see the kids anymore, and it was like so tense. Well, we was in that cell, but you have to go and tell them because that's our duty of care. Um, so yeah, the they brave, everybody who does the job, brave people. Um, and the abuse and shit you get, you, it's got to be water off a duck's back. Even though it hurts sometimes what they're saying. I mean, I'm a big one to talk because I lost it with the prisoner because he, he slagged off one of the heroes of the prison who died of cancer and COVID, so. Uh, but uh, the rest of the people, they're more professional than I was at that time, but that was me, I'm afraid. Um, I have to get it. I mean, my therapist said I shouldn't hold stuff back, so that's what I was doing. <laughs> um, I can laugh about it now, but it could have been quite serious, that, to be fair. Um, but... Then we had governors who had our back, not governors who will throw you to the fucking wall so they look good. Ooh, stop it. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, um, again, I'm, I'm getting um, stories from the prison of people about staff who have had mental health issues like I had, maybe still have, um, that I've had to resign because they were being pushed and pushed all the time, being called shit officers, yet they've been assaulted at work. And allegedly, I have to say allegedly, even though we know it's true, sexually assaulted by a, a fellow member of staff. Allegedly. Um, and she's had to hand a notice in because he stripped her of a badge they were ringing her at 7 o'clock in the morning, asking if she was coming in. Um, wow. Um, so, yeah. 
So she's gone now. Um, please try and help people rather than just fucking alienate them. They need help. Um, and I work with this lady, and she could be a pain in the ass sometimes. But that was her. That was her. Like I was saying, with me, people knew that was me, and and I'd be over it soon, and I'd apologise. I always apologise unless I was right, which was not very often. <laughs> um, I think. Lee Smith took the brunt of me, of me uh, temper sometimes, but he was uh, such a good mate, he took it, and then the next day he gave me a big hug, so it's like, call me a dickhead, but yeah, um, so, it's just, if you know your people, you know your people, and you know what they're like, and the, However much I shouted and moaned at people, they knew I always had the back and I knew they always had mine, even though I'd call them a dickhead or something. I mean, that was my greeting in the morning. I'd walk in the reception door, half six in the morning. <coughs> morning, Mark. <coughs> and my answer was, morning, dickheads. But if I didn't say that, they'd be like, yeah, what's up with you? Because I'd not call them all dickheads. But that's how it is. Um, like, when they're all going out, I didn't go out for two reasons. I lived too far away. Secondly, I didn't want to be the dickhead sat there with a glass of water because I can't even have coke because I've got... Everyone knows I've got type 2 diabetes. Just thought I'd let you know. Um, so I said, oh, thanks for asking me. And they're like, oh, do you want to come? I'm not coming out with you dickheads. And it became a bit of a standing joke. Um, now I've retired, I'll say, yeah, I'll come out with you. And they're like, well, you want to come out with us dickheads, do you? Um, but I don't care about being the only man thinking water now because it's dead funny when everyone's pissed up and you, you can remind them the next day what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Laws, when you can't set the fucking shots and you pull that face like a baby sucking a lemon. Yes, I've seen it. Sad. I suppose I'd be like that as well, to be honest. And I don't trust them not to fucking put vodka in my water or something. But again, saying that, you all know I'm type 2 diabetic, don't you? Yeah, and I was in negotiating, and I've been there 12 years, so uh, fuck off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's um, about it, really. I'm not going to slag anyone off this time. I just want, I wish people upstairs, apart from ones I've mentioned, would take staff's mental health a bit more seriously. Um, I mean, that's only what I'm hearing. Uh, I remember as a union rep, I, I was told there's always two sides of a story, um, so I can only speak to what I know, I'm afraid. Uh, if it's any different than that, I do apologise for bringing it up. Um, so, aye. That's... Uh, uh, Really, mostly what I want to say this time. Um, I just didn't want to be um, the angry little man, the angry little man that I was. Um, yeah, it's, it's just another thing, like, I'm actually um, a dolly now, to be honest. Um, and all them people who said I'd be bored in six months, and I'd say, no, I won't. Well, you were right, I'm fucking bored. Um, started looking for jobs. There's a possibility, <laughs> no, I don't.
it's a possibility I could get an hospital porter's job um, running round, you know. Well, you know what an hospital porter is, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I've got to go and see these people about it. Um, but it, my point is, people say, um, like, what did you used to do when I say I was a prison officer? And like, oh, I bet that's a dead hard job. I bet that's... Uh, like, well, job's as good as you make it, which it is, isn't it? People will know. People who work in a job will know that. It's as good as you make it. I mean, if you listen to the telly uh, and some of these uh, podcasty things, all they talk about is fighting and fighting this and we used to have to... No, mate, it's not always like that. There is a lot of it. I'm not... Don't get me wrong. It's not fucking... I mean, I was listening to this one over there and I thought, he's going on about all oh, prisoners. Like, no, thank God I worked at Dovegate. That's not how we seen it. It might be now. I don't know. Uh, and it was actually getting that way before I left. But there's no way six, five, six, seven years ago that prisoners ruled the jail. Not in my opinion, anyway. Because uh, we had good officers. And I'm not saying it was all about fear and shit like that. It wasn't. It was like we just had good relationships with prisoners, professional relationships, although some didn't, obviously. We just had professional relationships with prisoners. It was like... We were, we were, yeah, we just had a decent relationship. Some of us, we used to go over wings and we're like, all right, all right, prisoners, because they knew, they knew, it was all right, we weren't, we weren't going to be in there the big I am, like some of these people think they are. Um, it's just, you've still got to be focused, 100% focused, because it only takes one of them to be a dick, and it? That's, Crusty shit, doesn't it? But uh, I think we all built good relationships with prisoners, and that we actually got praise for that in an inspection once. The 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 officer the officer prisoner relationship was really good. But, <coughs> but that's how we did it. I mean, we knew, like I mentioned earlier, there's only three of us on the wing, and there's seventy of them. We're not going to fucking win, are we? Um. So yeah, it was good, and a lot. of yeah, it was. I mean, we had some old school prisoners who just fucking we hate screws, and we're not talking to you. But accept it. You got to accept it. You can't force yourself on someone. Oh, but I did once tried, and I got fucked off big style. Uh, and one of my experienced colleagues said, "Mate, you got to expect this. Some of them don't like you. Not you personally. It's your shirt." So yeah, you just get used to that stuff. It's uh, it becomes. I mean, some of them. It, I, my favourite saying was, someone's threatening me, and I go, listen mate, fuck off. I said, a shit pig of people in you after the breakfast. And a lot of times they'll laugh and walk over like, for fuck's sake. Um, not every time, sometimes they'll turn on you and then you think, you've got to think quick on your feet then. Um, and, and, and try and calm it down. But a lot of us, the prisoners knew a lot of us, we weren't going to fucking walk away, we'd stand, stand our ground. Um, you secretly move your hand to your red button <laughs> um, but it's just it's part of the game it's just a big game really it's like the, the I know at Dovegate now we'll be all on the hooch runs and shit trying to get all the hooch off the prisoners um, that's fun 
Um, uh, the old Dukes runs. Just, just all pile of the wig and start opening the doors and, and trying to find the ooch. And then you find it and it's, it's not mine, it's not mine, especially in a double pad, they both blame each other and you, you're knackered really. But you take it away so it's gone. Um, and then you get the uh, debtors who were told to have it in the cell, so if they get caught they'll get done and the, the brewers to just make some more really. So it's, yeah, it's all a game, mate. And uh, however hard we try, I I don't think we get it all. Well, I know we don't get it all. Um, you get most of it. Then you get the lazy fuckers who just open the door and walk round and walk out. They don't even fucking look for it. But then they might not be there then when everyone's pissed up and they're fucking fighting. And I had it on one wing where you didn't get checked properly. And then after dinner, there's fucking scrapping and stabbings and all kinds of shit going on because we're all pissed up. And this is the problem these days anyway. It's fucking... Yeah, they don't have the little parties for someone who's leaving behind the door, shut the door and stay out of the way. They fucking all come out pissed up and can't take... Man, you fucking that shit. I don't think anyone can take it. Um, yeah, the Utes runs. Brilliant. Good laugh. Um, and you always know the people that are going to kick off and protest that the ones that have fucking got it in the cell. They're fucking daft sometimes. There's nothing in this cell. You're not coming in here. Yeah, we are. Well, and we know you've got some now, you fucking idiot. Uh, it's just, it's jailcraft, mate, you know. You just know when... It's like when we do... <coughs> when we go round checking the cells like my band did, uh, when we suspect there's something on there, you know, I always get the people, oh, you're not fucking coming in here, there's nothing in here. Yeah, okay, mate, you've just admitted it. And then we go and find it. I was shit at that, like, I could never find it. They're fucking too good for me. And not on purpose, I wasn't dodged yet. I mean, one time, that another new officer who ended up leaving, um, he found some drugs in a cell. Shouted his colleague, he was like, oh, fucking forget it. You know, just, yeah, yeah easy life. So, I I was on the wing, I think I was dropping someone off. And he's like, Matt, Matt, he's got drugs in here. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. So I went up to assist him. Then this bloke's fucking, there's nothing in here. He's like, yeah, yeah, you could smell it. Um, and as we got there, he fucking threw it down the toilet. So, by then, other people had turned up. I didn't have any gloves, and they're like, quick, we need to get that. Has anyone got any gloves? I'm like, oh, fuck that. I just put my hand in the toilet, pull these drugs out. Um, they're like, oh, you dirty bastard. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I wash my hands, can't I? Uh, yeah, so sometimes you've got, you just... Again, it's like being an idiot. I'm not thinking about it. He could have just had a piss in there or anything, and I'm sticking my hand in. But I've got, like, four or, six, four or five bags of drugs out of the toilet. Um so yeah, but it wasn't my find, it was this young new officer who was doing his job properly. Uh, because you do, when you come out of training, you do your job properly because you've just learnt it. And there's new things coming all the time, which as an older officer, I didn't know until these new officers told me. Um, but yeah, you got, that's why I, I tried my hardest never to leave a brand new officer on the wing on their own because 
I didn't get left on my own. Well, I did that once, but I've, I've been there a few months. Uh, no one left me on my own when I was new. They stayed with me and showed me what to do. So that's what I tried to... And a lot of other people, but nowadays, they, they're leaving brand new officers on their wing on their own with Lego gallivanting about, or they sat in a bubble pretending to do paperwork. Um, I was like, but no one did that to you, did they, you dicks? But yeah, it's no wonder that we don't get many people staying. I know one girl who left and she told me that's why, because she didn't feel supported and she felt scared on her own. Uh, and I said to her, listen, mate, it's nothing wrong with being scared. We're all scared. I get scared if I'm on a, a wing I don't know on my own with 60 odd prisoners and I'm on my own and I don't know them all. You, if you're not scared, you're not fucking human, are you? Um, so there's no shame in being a bit scared when you're on the, on the wing on your own, especially if you're new, uh, because they give you all these other stories in training about... And it, the prisoners can smell when you're new. I, don't, I, don't, I used to know when I was new because they had brand new dazzling white shirts on. Um, you get mixed up sometimes, though, because... They might have just got a new one from the stores and <laughs> but no because we all mostly knew each other so we knew um i wouldn't i hated getting a new shirt during the day if it was blood or anything because i fucking oh i hated putting shirts on at work ironed and in the end when i worked to the reception i used to iron my shirt before i put it on a new shirt i couldn't wear it i felt embarrassment <coughs> but i think that's what it is i mean that again going back to that lad I was listening to the other day saying a lot of ex-servicemen joined the prison service uh, because when they come out of the army because it's it's the um, uniform you wear a uniform you know, it's a cam cam camarader camaraderie of all the officers it's just like being in the army you, you just like yeah, it's just, you're in uniform again, you've got a bit of um, responsibility and you've got loads of mates uh, and I know I didn't because I didn't want to go out with them dickheads but, <laughs> but yeah, they all go out, of a week, you know, after weekend off a lot of them they'll go out and they do all the, like the arm, in the army we used to go out every night and getting pissed up. And they, they they go out like every week or every other month then they'll go out together and it's just all that and that's why I think a lot of ex-services join it um, and we've got that bit of I won't say no fear because that's the wrong word but we've got that run towards danger not away from danger if you know what I mean it, it's um, that sounds bad but um you know what, we've got that in, in discipline. We've got that discipline that go, you know, this is what you've got to do, go and do it, and we, and we do. Uh, uh, some things I wouldn't have done in the army that I'd be doing while I was in the prisons as a prison officer. I used to express my opinion to people above me, um, which you can't do in the army, else you get fucking battered and put in jail. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe I should have not done that but again that's me I've got to express my opinion um, at one time I did it fucking constantly 
Uh, even if I thought I was wrong, if I was proved wrong, I'd carry on because I didn't want to admit I was wrong. But as I got a bit older, I started, I only really argued when 90% knew I was right. And even that sometimes ended up I was wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, that's all I can say, really. That's all I want to say. Because I've had a bit of a shit week. Um, get my PTSD kicked in a little bit again and uh, as that gentleman nearly found out yesterday <laughs> um, and do you know what I wouldn't have regretted it because he was being a right bastard to this young girl uh, she, sorry I shouldn't say young girl anymore so. this uh, this female he was young <laughs> behind the counter and it actually what he was kicking off about she'd act, when she got a supervisor she'd done it right anyway it's just him being a fucking idiot and I would suppose he wouldn't have done that if it was a bloke behind the counter. I was honestly, I was so close to fucking grabbing his head and walking him out. Um, but I didn't, thankfully. Uh, some things my therapist taught me, and I just fuck. Um, it would have been different if I'd have tried to grab all the brush, and then I wouldn't have been responsible. Uh, but he didn't, so. Uh, and I, when I went back in from the fags, I said, listen, I asked her, I'm like, like your colleagues at work, like, are you all right? Are you, did he back? She's like, yeah, that happens all the time, but he fucking shouldn't. I've said that already, haven't I? So, yeah, so big up to you all. You're so fucking, and I'll never forget, never forget the bravery that you people who work in that, in the service show, uh, all prison staff, not just officers, um, even though we are the best, obviously. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all the nurses are going to give me shit now, aren't they? So yeah, uh, I'm going to read you. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> this, I'm going to read you this poem now. Uh, so if any of you want to stop listening now, that's fine. I'm not asked. So it's. Um, from a, an officer called Tanya who worked at HMP Lewis. Lewis, sorry, fucking Lewis. God, I did actually pass my English exam, but anyway. Just give me five minutes. When I get home, I don't mean to be grumpy. I just can't wait to get out of my uniform. I'm all sweaty and hot. And that just tips it all off on the day that I've had. I wish I could explain sometime so you know it's not personal, but I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to bear any of the weight I carry. My brain's been going 100 miles an hour all day. It's been so loud. I'm surrounded by danger, different noises, different people. Alarms, banging, shouting, fighting, repeating, calling, replying, explaining, reporting, being resourceful, using your initiative, listening to your instincts, never letting your guard down. So many questions, so many answers. Physically exhausted, emotionally drained, rudeness, inappropriate comments. That's what I said before, isn't it? Only those who have walked in our boots truly know the versatility. I hate not having teeth. Versatility we bring in our role. The pressure, the time, the unpredictability. Trying to leave it all at the gate. Tunnel vision on the way home. <sighs> Safe. Peace. Quiet, clean, switch off, no cameras, no questions, no answers, no pressure, 
no explaining, no danger, no expectations, slow down. Just give me five minutes. I thought that was, that is brilliant and it just sums the job that you do and I've done. That sometimes when you walk through the door, because you can't always leave it at the gate, however good you are, however hard you try, and however a laugh you have when you come out that gate, you can't, you can't. But people with families and partners at home and, and, and whatever don't want to take it in the house with them, so just give them five minutes and they'll be right. Um, like with me, five minutes, peace and quiet, no telling, nothing, big, big mug of coffee and about six fags which gets me because I've not been out of that one all day. Uh, ha! People will laugh at that. Um, just, yeah, I only wanted five, ten minutes piece before they got on with shit. Um, so, yeah. And don't want fucking women turning up at your door when you're in a mood like that, innit? So, yeah, um, I'm going to go now. It's only an hour, but I think you've heard enough of my bullshit. And... Uh, I might do one next week when I'm in Spain, but I might not. See you later. Stay safe, look after each other, and fuck's sake, look after yourselves. Good night. Bye. Oh, I just want to uh, give a warning out to people. Um, I've got a Zippo lighter, and I was that busy gabbing. I was filling it up with petrol, and I was that busy gabbing. Something went on my hand and then I lit my lighter, so I set my hand on fire. Because I'm a dick. Um, yeah, that's just um, a little warning to you. Don't fucking concentrate when you're filling your Zippo lighter. Uh, I lit the fag off my arm. It's it like flames shooting out my arm. Um, yeah, I just thought you'd like to know that. Um... Again, take care everyone, stay safe, look after each other and look after yourselves. And I'll speak to you next week when I'm in Spain. Adios!